this is Prophecy Now. I'm Liberty, your host from Spirit Move Ministry. Let's just jump in and talk about times and seasons, prophecy, everything that God's doing right now, and what we need to be preparing for. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Liberty from Prophecy Now and Spirit Move Ministries. It's awesome to have you listening here on Prophecy Now podcast. I would like to remind you of our Dream Talks deal that we have going on right now. I have an eight-session Dream Talks e-course that I have for sale through spiritmoveministry.co. You have received the first session for free here on Prophecy Now. I would like to offer two coupon codes for those who are Prophecy Now listeners. The first coupon code is PROPHECY10 with a capital P. This will be 10% off either Session 1 or Session 2, basically Dream Talks 1 or Dream Talks 2. Each have four sessions. Or you can bundle it and use the coupon code PROPHECY15 to receive 15% off the bundle of Dream Talks 1 and 2. I hope that you guys will take advantage of these discounts and be blessed by the e-course. And it's awesome to have you as a listener to our Prophecy Now podcast. Hey guys, it is Liberty from Spirit Move Ministries. And I am very excited to be on with you. And who's excited to see the lion? You know, this was my in my original filming room. Back in the day, like four or five years ago, I kept this picture because it goes with me everywhere. And I actually, I have it set up to where I can see it directly when I'm in my prayer and worship time. Um, You know, so if I feel like I need to talk to the King of Kings, I just look at the lion and I talk to him. And so that's kind of what I do. Um, you're probably going to email me and ask me where I got it. A lot of people have done that. I do not remember because it's been like four years. So, um, but I thought today would be an appropriate beginning of the year background, um, sitting on my couch, relaxing with my Christmas tree still up and it will probably be up for a little bit. And my, um, shofar instrumental intercession music playing. Hopefully I do not get dinged for that. I don't know if you can hear it. I did turn it down, but it is on. So, um, because I like the atmosphere that it creates. And I, I usually play it really loud in my house. And so, um, here's the thing. And I don't want any cheering. I don't want anyone jumping up and doing a hallelujah dance, but I'm going to do way less announcements this time. Okay. For real. So, um, but we are coming to California. So I have to mention that LA area. Um, Long Beach, Double Tree Hilton Hotel is the location of the California Fire and Glory Nights that we're going to be doing. We want to see you there. This is a free event. The last Saturday and Sunday of January, Double Tree Hilton on Long Beach, right by the water. There's plenty of parking and we're going to have an awesome time, you guys. And Depending on how Jesus wants us to rock, we can do one of our old days things that um, I would have done when I was like, I'm not going to sit here and record church when I was a lead pastor at my house when we were in lockdown. Um, And I was not just not going to go for it. So um, at the time we had you guys, this is going to be filled with all kinds of stuff. I'm putting it all in one because many of you have sent me questions about um, angels, numbers, uh, anything that might have already transpired for the day of of New Year's Eve for the breaking open. Yes. So we're going to talk about all these things. So you just need to track with me. This is not going to be five minutes. Okay. Um, But if you've been following me long enough, you know that um, when COVID hit officially and then we went into lockdown, um, at the time I was in Arizona uh, that I was a lead pastor of a church in Arizona, um, spirit move church. And we got kicked out of our building. We were preparing to build a building. That was the plan. We were meeting in a school and 
Uh, so anyway, we everything went on lockdown. We had just done a final baptism service the week before, the last week before we were shut down. And we could not do it inside the gym. We had to be outside. And we had 18 people from kids to, through adults that were baptized just that one Sunday. And so it was powerful and amazing. Well, a month into the lockdown, we started, you know, getting people connecting and saying, hey, you know, uh, Pastor Liberty, at the time they called me Pastor Liberty, we want, we want to be baptized. Well, we couldn't find, there was no way to do it. We got shut down. It didn't matter what way. Um, people were telling on their neighbors. They were calling cops on their neighbors. If they had more than 10 people at their house, it was the most ridiculous thing. And we had planned a baptism and I had announced it on public online at the church service. I was in my living room recording because that's what we had to do. We had to record from our house. It was the only choice we had. And so I was in the living room of my house standing there preaching behind my little music stand. And um, we had already had people signed up. We had like 20 people signed up to be baptized. Uh, people were getting saved. It was just, God was moving mightily, even though we were in lockdown. And it was just all through on the online church, people were getting saved. And so they were going to drive from other states to come and get baptized. And so, um, but we could not do it. No matter what we did, we were, it was a problem, a problem. We'll get the cops called on us, blah, blah, blah. So um, the Sunday that I announced, you guys already know this is leading somewhere. I am not on a rabbit trail. You guys know I always add these side things. I really do know what I'm saying, and I will make my way back around, okay? Just hang tight, okay? So um, back to the double tree. We're going to be on the water. Maybe it'll be a redo of this first event that came about on the Sunday that I was getting ready to preach, and I announced we have to cancel the baptism. It broke my heart because we can't meet anywhere. We can't even do an outside thing. We're getting threatened and all this stuff. And, and in that moment, the Holy Ghost and fire was upon liberty. And I said, but we're not in lockdown because Jesus ain't in lockdown. So we're coming to, I didn't even know what I was saying. It was literally, I, had, I didn't even know what I was saying. And I said, we're coming to LA which was the worst place to go for the very first, we're going to break out and see if we can get the cops called on us. Um, I was like, we're coming to LA and we're going to do a mass baptism and a miracle healing service on the water. Be there because we're breaking out people. And so I was dead serious. Like after I got done with the service, I was like, oh man, help me Jesus. We're going to go do this thing. And I was serious. The Holy Spirit was serious. And so we went, we planned it. We, we did like eight weeks out. We got it all planned out. We got the equipment. We hauled everything over from Arizona. We set up on the beach, um, got the cops called on us, the whole nine yards, the cops came and they were females. And so um, my son plays drums and uh, for, the, for worship, for my worship team. And so he was setting up the drums and the cops came over because the cops were called on us because we, it was California. You were not supposed to be gathering in California whatsoever. Like it was, it's California. And so, um, but the day before we went and checked out the area and we're like, this is where we're going to set up. This is what we're going to do. We went and talked to the guard shack and what the guy that we talked to was a Christian. And he said, okay, here, just, we need to understand people are going to call the cops on you. The LAPD is going to show up. And you could go to jail. And I was like, well, it looks like I could be going to jail because we're going to come out here and we're going to do a miracle healing service and we're going to lay hands on some people and we're going to baptize hundreds of people. We had hundreds of people signed up to be baptized. And so I was like, well, here we go, Jesus. So the next day, we didn't have a lot of issues. We actually pulled up. We hauled everything out on the beach. We were doing the whole thing. And uh, one of the guys came to talk to us and he was like, you know, you guys can't be doing this or whatever. Um, and we said, well, we have hundreds of people coming to be baptized in the ocean. And he was like, okay, well, here's what you're going to have to do. Number one, you need to know anybody around here in these apartments that can see what you're doing, 
anybody at any moment could call the cops on you and you guys could get arrested. And I said, okay, we understand that. We're still, we're going to roll. This is how we roll. So, um, he said, but here's what I'm going to tell you. If it, if it seems like there's going to be trouble, you need to spread out. Every family needs to sit like 10 feet away from every other family. You can't, they can't congregate together. It can't look like you're having a gathering, basically social distancing from for COVID. And um, I was like, we can do that. We'll tell everybody just kind of spread out a little bit. And, um, and so, but somebody did call the cops. And so uh, the cops drove up to my son, putting the drums together. And they said, um, who's in charge here? And he said, let me go get the boss. That's how he worded it to the cops. And uh, so he comes over to me and he says, the cops want to talk to the boss. And I was like, okay, oh man. So I went over there and when I walked up, there were two female cops. And when they saw I was a female and then they found out I was a pastor, all of a sudden they liked me and I had all kinds of favor. And one of the cops is like, well, actually my husband wants to get baptized. He's like, I'm, she's like, I'm going to send him down here so he can get baptized. I was, my mind was blown the favor. You guys, we should have been getting arrested. And they thought it was the coolest thing that I was a female pastor leading this thing without fear. I mean, they literally thought it was amazing. And she was like, I'm sending my husband down here to get baptized. What time are you doing it? And so uh, I told her and she said, here's what I'm going to do. We're giving you 12 hours. Can you do this and be gone in 12 hours? Because she said, we'll give you 12 hours. Our shift is 12 hours. We will watch over you. We will make sure if anybody calls in on you, we'll make sure you don't get arrested, but you got to be out of here in 12 hours. And I said, we will be out of here in 12 hours. And she said, because after that, most likely you're all going to jail. And I was like, amen. Praise Jesus. We don't even care. Like, we're baptizing people and we're going to lay hands on the sick. This is what we're doing. So um, anyway, Long Beach was the first location we went when we left the lockdowns and we literally baptized like 200 people. We have pictures, you guys, in the water in one service in that 12 hour period. I prayed for people. I preached. I prophesied. Um, I laid hands on people. I did impartation, healing the sick for about five hours. I stood on the beach and prayed for people. And there was people slain in the spirit all along the beach. Then we did the baptism, which took a couple of hours because we had a lot of people. And of course, they all come and they want me to be the one doing it. They don't want random people baptizing them because they follow my ministry and they want it to be me doing it. And so uh, it was a lot. It was like literally a 100% 12-hour day, never got to go to the bathroom because there was no time, and it was really a really far walk to go to the bathroom, And so, but it was the most amazing thing. So we're going to be back on Long Beach, just down from where we were on that original place that we were. So we want to see you, California. Come. It's going to be a free event. It's going to be a Saturday night and a Sunday night. Subscribe to our emails at spiritmove.global so you can be getting email updates on what's happening. But it's the final, the Saturday night and Sunday night of January. I believe it's 27th and 28th in the evening at Double Tree Hilton Hotel. Then anybody who wants to get baptized because it's right on the water, we will take you over and baptize you in the ocean. And if we're there for 12 hours or we're there there till one in the morning, that's how we roll. And that's what we're going to do. And so... Come, bring the unsaved. There's going to be fire, glory, salvation, healing, miracles, impartation of fire. It's all going to happen. And then if you want to be baptized in the ocean, come ready. Bring a towel. Bring an extra pair of clothes. The hotel will provide bathrooms for you to change in. We probably could just use the pool there, but it's really cool to get baptized in the ocean. I'm just saying. It really is, you guys. And so... um, uh, but we can do it in the pool too. But anyway, it's going to be amazing. You guys, I told you this is going to be a lot of variety of talk and a word I'm about to release that's going to rock your world when you hear God's view on things right now and the body of Christ. Okay, moving along. Um, let's see if I can do each little thing in like 
eight minutes. We'll see if that happens. Okay. So um, the next thing is um, angelic activity and the numbers. And so, you know, I prophesied a word. I don't even know 2020 or 2021. Uh, a prophecy that 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 there were angels being dispatched. Angels visit me regularly in my house, you guys, all the time. And so they're always. I think they're just here waiting, like for real. They just live here. There probably are a couple that do, and they just hang out waiting to do funny things, like wake me up in the night with music and other things. So um, this angel came and woke me up singing, and. Um, was basically uh, singing a song I didn't recognize. This has happened to me twice, but I could audibly hear it, like deep coming from heaven, a group of angels singing, and it and it woke me up out of a dead sleep. I thought I was dreaming, but I wasn't dreaming. And uh, and so then I, I, I got up and I was like, whoa. And so I wrote everything down and then I said, okay, God, wh why are the angels singing to me? What's going on? And I'm not repeating that whole word, you guys, because that will be another 15 minutes, okay? Um, but... Basically, he said, the angels are singing triumph over your family and every other family in the body of Christ. They have been activated on a greater scale like never before because we are in the last days and they are singing victory over every family in the body of Christ where the enemy has attempted to destroy prodigals, everything. Uh, they are singing victory because the victory has already been won for the body of Christ and for families and moms and dads and children and just whatever your dynamic is, the victory has already been won. And so this was an amazing prophecy. Anyway, he said there would be way more angelic activity happening. People needed to pay attention. And if you've been following me for a while, you already know that. I told you guys, you need to be asking for your angels to be activated. I taught you how to do it. I showed you how to pray. Um, I'm not doing all that in this video, but I'm just gonna tell you that uh, the activity has become even more. So uh, my most recent experiences are when I was in the Smoky Mountains at the cabin, I got visited twice. Well, I, they were probably there every night, but when they decided to make themselves officially known. Um, and so one of the times that I was visited, it was a very rich, awesome smell of fresh coffee. Okay. Just so you understand, I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. So I know that's really boring, but that is the way it is. I'm not a fan of coffee. And so, uh, I would have to put a bunch of stuff in it cause I don't want to taste the flavor. Um, but I can appreciate a very good smelling coffee. If it's generic, maybe not, but if it smells really good, I'm not going to say that that's terrible, but I just don't drink it. And so, um, I got woke up it, I, I was dreaming it. And then I was like, okay, I caught on that. Okay. An angel's here and it's manifesting. It's trying to get my attention. And so as I was, I was breathing it in, in my dream. And then I woke up and I could smell, it was just all over the room and there was nobody making coffee in the cabin. Nobody was even awake. And I was like, okay. And so the thing is that means something differently to me because I don't drink coffee. I don't use it to wake up, okay? So for you, if that had been a visitation, then it might, and you do use coffee to wake you up, it might be, he might be like, well, you, I, I need you to wake up, pay attention, be alert. I need you to have some clarity that things are happening. I need you to, whatever. You, maybe you were praying for something. Um, for me, the only history I have with anything to do with coffee in the prophetic is a dream the Lord gave me right before he began to do major financial miracles in my ministry. He gave me a dream of 50 coffee pots, all brewing fresh coffee in a huge line. And I stood in the dream, I stood and I looked down and I watched this entire line of coffee being brewed. And uh, it smelled amazing and it was fresh, full, fresh pots of coffee. So when I woke up, I was like, okay, Lord, what is that even saying? Because you already know I don't drink coffee. So, um, he said, basically endless supply is coming. And so it represented endless supply for me. 
So when that visitation happened to me at the cabin, I knew what the Lord was saying, that there was your endless supply is at work, Liberty, um, for you to do everything I've called you to do. You need to trust it. You need to know that I'm here. But see, that was my personal. It could mean lots of things for you. But the angelic activity is very heightened right now. And so um, as you know, almost pretty much every service, gold dust or silver dust will manifest. It's all over the floor. It's all over people. It's all over my face. When you come up for prayer, if I'm doing it uh, where I'm praying everybody at the altar, they're all covered in gold dust. Even the men. Yes, you're sparkly. And I, I can't control that. It's just what God does. I didn't ask for it. It's just what happens. And so, um, so you have all this angelic activity. We had, uh, gold, silver feathers showing up at our event in Arizona, the prophetic event, the final night. I knew that angels were going to be visiting because God had woke me up the first night I was there with, with a deep singing of angelic worship from a choir. And I could, I could hear it coming deep in the heavenlies. And it was just echoing down. And I woke up and I knew, I was like, okay, there's going to be angelic activity at this prophetic event this weekend. And so I knew that it was coming. And so we had all kinds of stuff happening. Um, later, a very good pastor friend of mine who oversees a prayer ministry at a church there in Arizona, she had come to the final night. And she said the whole night, because she, can, she sees angels very easily. And she said she saw angels following me and like protecting me as I was releasing the word. And as I was praying on people, like they were like behind me, like my bodyguards the whole time. And she said it just blew, was blowing her mind. And she said they were all around during the worship. Um, and then other people were seeing angel feathers also, all of a sudden were just showing up in the, in the, in, above their head. No birds in the room. Okay. You guys, we can't make this stuff up. We're not Lulu. It is the heavenly angelic realm. It is God and the Holy Spirit manifesting to get our attention. If we welcome it and we will live in the glory realms, we will participate with him and get to be a part of these amazing things that he does. That's not why we do it. I've never asked for it. It just shows up in my ministry and uh, it's his choice to do that. And so, um, so basically I got woke up again, um, last night with, or not, the not last night, but the night before who here knows what a Mark tree is. Okay. You guys just have to enjoy this. This is like an hour talk. Okay. May it not be an hour, but this is the sound of it. Hopefully it don't get dinged by YouTube. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. That's what I got woke up with last night. And I knew not last night, but the night before that it was an angel present. And I saw in my dream before I woke up and realized it was actually happening. Um, literally I saw the instrument. I saw the angel's hand and I saw it playing it. And then I heard it deep from the heavens and it was like echoing down. And then it got my attention while I was still asleep. And then I woke up and this is just commonly what he does. I don't know exactly why it was that instrument. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have a history with it, but for whatever reason, that's what he chose. He, he made the, the angel made himself known by playing the Mark tree, which is what it's called. I did not even know that until I looked it up and studied it all and tried to figure out um, what he's trying to tell me. But, um, and that could have meant a lot of different things for you. For me, when I hear that, I hear, hello, ta-da, magical moment. Uh, I'm up to something, Liberty. Watch and see. Ta-da. I mean, I don't know. That's what it says to me because I have no history with it. Other people, it could mean something else. And so um, the, the thing is, if you welcome it, it's, you're going to have angelic activity. It's not weird. You haven't lost your mind. 
It is all literal. Angels regularly visited people in the Bible. It was a normal thing. So that should make you wonder, why isn't it normal now? So this is not an angel talk. But what I'm saying is many people have asked me questions about angels, about different things that are happening to them. I've had them visit me when I'm awake in the middle of, because I do serious, deep worship and prayer every single day for hours. And, and I'm on my face and I've had him, uh, the, uh, an angelic visitation of the smell of roses when there is no roses anywhere near me. And um, I've had him wake me up with the smell of soap. And then I knew that cleansing was some kind of cleansing was about to happen. And then he's woken me up with the coffee and other smells randomly that always are connected to times and seasons, what he's doing in the body of Christ. And probably in my own life, um, next things that are coming or something, um, things that he's up to. And uh, he's just preparing my spirit. And so the, the, the angels are there to minister to be his divine help. And they all work together with him and uh, they have to be acknowledged. So, like I said, this is a variation of things because I've had a lot of emails coming in. Okay, now on to the numbers. I've had people asking me about the numbers. Uh, I keep seeing 111. I keep seeing 888-777. I did a video on that. Go back and search it on my channel about prophetic numbers. And I give you, it's only about an hour and 10 minutes, but I give you enough to get an idea and a feel for what God might be trying to say to you. But the thing is, you need to understand it could be different for you than it is for me. So like me having a dream about the coffee, it's not going to be the same as it could be for you if you love coffee. I do not. So because of that, it's different for me. He's going to use it. It's going to be a different context with me, what he's trying to connect it to. And so the same with numbers, but here's what I will tell you. Yes, he is speaking. Pay attention to what you're doing and what you're thinking when the numbers are constantly showing up. And I'm not going to explain what they all mean right this second, but let me, let me explain to you the lengths that he will go through. If you will go on this treasure hunt with him in the glory and in, you will enjoy the prophetic and the angelic and, uh, uh, dreams, visions, and everything he's trying to get through to his people. It's very heightened, you guys, and it's become more. This is why I created the Dream Talks course, God's Like Liberty. There's a lot of people who are prophetic and they, they're having prophetic dreams. They have no idea. They think it's for special people. No, anyone can have prophetic dreams if God chooses to give them one. And so many are dreaming and they don't know. They need to understand how to understand that I'm speaking to them. And so... Um, but like with the numbers, here's an example. I was going to Moravian Falls on one of my Moravian Falls trips to go hang out with, you know, the Holy Spirit and the angels and everything else. Um, and everything was sevens. The road going in is 77. We got up, I got up to the mountain. The temperature was 77 degrees. Everything was the sevens. And I was like, okay, you got the sevens things going on. Then while I was there, I had a dream with a person in it that I've actually never met in real life, but I know of them. And uh, I was like, okay, that's weird. It was just a normal dream. There was nothing weird about it. It wasn't weird. It wasn't uh, um, a warning. It wasn't anything like that. And I was like, that's weird. They've never shown up in a dream. So then I was like, I start walking myself through the process of what are you trying to tell me with this person showing up in my dream? So then I start looking up the meaning of their name. And then I think about what they represent to me in real life. If I've never met them, but I might follow their ministry. What do they mean to me? What do they represent? What does their rep their ministry represent? And I start walking myself through all this process that me and the Lord do. That's not everybody's process. Um, and I start seeing what's going to click with in the spirit with what he's telling me. Well, nothing was clicking. And so then I typed in the person's name and I Googled them. And then what came up was an address connected to them that had three sevens in it. And I was like, okay, I see you, Lord, the sevens. So it was all taking me back to the sevens. And I was just like, okay, whoa, all the sevens. So then later that day, my bookkeeper gets a hold of me from Florida and was like, I have to tell you this, because see, this is how we are, you guys. This is 
my ministry and the, the inner people, like the team that whatever, we're dreamers, we have visions, we're prophetic, we have angelic visits, this is what we do, okay? So um, when, when cool things are happening with numbers or whatever, we're always talking about it. Um, so they get a hold of me and they're like, I just had to tell you what the deposit was today after the deposit, the balance. And it was all sevens. And I was just like, so he was trying to hit me with the sevens. And so um, whatever reason, it was the few day, that few days, it was all about the sevens, completion, uh, about to come into the promises that he's been preparing for you. Your old season is complete. Perfect. His perfect hand is upon you. It can mean different things for different of you, but in general, that's what it means. And you know, that this is complete. And now I'm preparing you for this new beginning that's coming Liberty. And I need you to be ready for it. And these are the signs attached to this new beginning. And at the time it just happened to be, he was pounding me with the sevens. It was like triple seven, triple seven, triple seven everywhere. And, uh, or double seven, but it was triple seven, triple seven, triple seven. And so, but he was really driving at home. And so, um, and all that activity happening at Moravian Falls is no surprise because it's Moravian Falls, but it happens to me everywhere in my house here, you know? So sometimes when I'm recording a word here at my house, you know, a glory mist will show up and be hanging out around, um, all kinds of fun things happen. And so my point is with the numbers, pay attention to what you're thinking, pay attention to maybe what you were dreaming. You've been dreaming about for the last four or five days when you're getting those numbers. And there's all kinds of resources online. Do not go to new age websites, go to Christian dream interpretation websites that you can trust um, that are coming from a biblical standpoint, not new age, uh, not, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, where the, you go through it and there's nothing but psychic ads. You can't, that's not going to be of the Lord. And you most likely could be opening a door to a very bad impartation, just having it on your phone. So do not do that. And if you do, you better pray, pray over your phone. You better break attachments. You better cover it in the blood and you better get your history off there. I'm, I'm dead serious. You guys, I don't play with no demons. So, um, they're not welcome. So, um, so that's that on the numbers, go back and watch my video. There's lots of people who have books and teachings about the numbers. Troy Brewer is a good one. Propheticnumbers.com. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to say their name wrong, but there are a couple, uh, poured out ministries. They do the numbers. Uh, Jody, I think is her name, the, the wife, but they do the numbers and I follow other ministries, you guys, but not like so closely because I have my own call and I'm not an echo. I want to hear God for myself, what he's saying to me. My news is the Holy spirit. Um, not what other people are saying. I don't jump on bandwagons. It's not going to happen. It's me and Jesus and it's the Holy Ghost and fire and glory. Okay. So, um, okay. Are you ready? I've done all that because I've been getting emails about the angelic activity and the numbers. So there you go, you guys. Okay. I've given you some of that. Now I'm going to release the word. Oh yes. The earthquake in Japan. Some of you are trolls and you're making comments on my video like a day after. No, I, don't, I haven't seen nothing happen. It ain't my, not supposed to happen to you directly. It could be a worldwide thing. And uh, just so you know, Japan is a day ahead in their timing. We're behind. So it was New Year's Eve here when everything is striking there. And so just so you understand, if you've been following me for a while, you know, anytime I release a word... A lot of times signs and wonders will follow immediately. A flood will hit, a massive blizzard will hit that area or that state or that region. Wherever I prophesy, the Lord will come in a physical form. And when I've released the word about a massive snow is coming to bring cleansing to the body, okay? A cold front was supposed to be coming in, but they had no idea at that time a blizzard was coming. And then all Texas was locked up on ice, under ice, basically. I had just prophesied four days before that, that the snow was coming and that the Lord was going to manifest through whatever, hail, ice, snow, 
to show the cleansing is upon my people on a whole nother level. And it starts with the house of God, you guys. And we've seen a lot of that and it's very sad. And so um, it should make us really think about how well are we serving him? How clean are we? Do we have filth? I told you, you guys are going to be getting a lot in this one word. Okay. Um, and I'm very happy to oblige. And so um, it's a very good time to not judge, but reflect. So immediately within two days of me releasing my word, Japan gets a massive earthquake. The ground broke open. And so the, that was the first sign of the prophecy for 2024 that I just released. We've been getting so many emails. People have been sending messages. They've been sending uh, video reports of the um, earthquake and the massive plane accident that happened also in Japan. And so God started it in Japan for whatever reason. But the earthquake was the first physical sign of in two days, everything's about to break open. The beginning of everything is about to break open. The fountains of the deep. And then the earthquake hit. And so that is your first sign of my prophecy coming to pass. Now you watch in your own life because that is a physical sign of what God is doing in the spiritual. When he does that, it is a physical picture of what's actually happening in the spirit. And so things are breaking open and how that all looks for you, I don't know. I don't know what you've been praying for. I don't know what's been stored up for you because of your faithfulness in the fountains of the deep. In the day of Noah, as you know, I've preached, I've released a lot of prophecies about the day of Noah because this is the time we're in, the last days. Um, the fountains of the deep opened. They clear It cleared out all the evil, but the water rose up and they were spared in the boat. And so it was a different view of what Noah received from the fountains of the deep opening. They were protected but no one else was because they were living in, in major sin and wickedness. And so uh, what's stored up is according to how you've been living. And I know not everybody wants to hear that, but that's what it is. So that's my update on the New Year's Eve word. The prophecy has already begun to come to pass. Earthquake in Japan was the beginning sign of what's happening in the spiritual with the earth, with um, God's heart breaking, um, opening things up because as the fountains of the deep open, you think he felt amazing about it opening and then knowing it's going to have, he's clearing all these people out. They're all about to die. I'm sure that it broke his heart. And so, um, there's a lot happening, you guys, but yes, the prophecy has already begun to come to pass with the earthquake in Japan. And then the plane accident, it's upon us, you guys. It's breaking open. It is here. And now it's going to begin to do whatever God's called it to do in the spirit. And so, okay, here's the word that he has for me to re release right now with um, times and seasons word. Okay. And so um, the Lord had given me a vision and I'm just going to go right into it. Um, the Lord had given me a vision. I was deep in prayer, um, as usual, early in the morning and on my face. And he gave me a vision. It's typically visions, you guys. And they're when I'm awake, I have dreams all night long, but he gives me visions almost every single day, probably every day, because I spend an absorbent amount of time with him early in prayer. And so, um, but he gave me a vision that I was just like standing there and fresh water from heaven was just running over my face. And I could feel in the vision as I was in it, that it was very refreshing. I could just feel the glory. I could feel the beauty of heaven. I could feel the light of heaven. And it was just amazing. And then all of a sudden it switched and it went from the water flowing over my head to blood blood began to be poured over my face. And as I sat there and the blood was pouring over my face and I was in this vision, um, I was like, whoa. And I could feel in my spirit. I was just like, you guys, there's lots of reactions happening when I'm in a vision. 
And there's a lot of things in the depths that I cannot even describe because there's no words. And so when it turned into blood, I was just like, whoa. And I could feel the blood like running over my face. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, I'm applying the blood to the face of my body. I'm pouring my blood over my people, um, starting with their face. The face of my body is what people see first. When I'm presented to the lost, as the face of the body is covered in the blood, it will prepare you to represent the blood and only the blood. Not man's plans or agenda, not religion, but the precious blood that was shed for them. My people will become carriers of this precious blood that holds the key to all things for all mankind. Man, I can feel the glory. Healing um, all mankind for healing, freedom, deliverance, truth, removal of past history and hurts and rejections, removal of the lies of the enemy that have been spoke over my people, removal first of what has been placed on my body, then removal off the souls of the lost. Starts with us, you guys. As the blood-bought people of God cover the earth with the power in the blood first and foremost, not the power of religion, not the power of man, but only my blood is their power. This is being poured out over the face of my people. As people see my body, they will see what the blood offers. They will know the power in it as my body faces, its fa um, face is first refreshed, then transformed. And I'm going to go into what all that means because there was so much in it, you guys. I mean, it's not a lot of words, but man, um, face is first refreshed, then transformed by the blood so they can represent me well. Trust the blood, my people. The blood is all you need. And so, man, I can feel the glory. Um, this is why we have a shirt that we created. It's an original that says, I can feel the glory because it's a very common statement in my house. Okay. Um, so what you need to understand is um, the refreshing that's coming is a part of cleansing. The, the rain of refreshing is cleansing. It's God is cleaning and then the blood's getting applied to protect and purify. And so what you have to understand is when he's saying the body has to have it first is basically what he's saying is who we are, we have not represented him well. And I know this sounds like a very hard word, but you expect me to just tell you like it is. Um, the body of Christ has been full of filth and sin. Pride, lust, and arrogance. Decisions are being made in the flesh, being made in pride. And the problem is you have people who might see themselves as superstars. I'm not saying that they're not humble, but as superstars and that nothing can touch them. But the thing is, is the bigger the mantle, the bigger the ministry, the bigger the whooping. So if you didn't know that, the more you walk in pride, the more you walk in the flesh, the bigger the spanking you get because we have to represent him well. And so I could feel it so deep as he was giving me this times and seasons word. He was like, Liberty, I've got to clean the face of my body because the way that they represent me right now is not okay. It's not enough. He said, there's some that do represent me well. They're pure, they're holy, they're humble, they're consecrated. They yield to the glory. They yield to whatever I want to do. It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. But he said, there's others that it looks like it's about him, but it's not. At the end of the day, it's man-made, man-built um, empires. And some of it is religion. Some of it is filth. And he said, there's a lot of things that have transpired in his body that he is not pleased with. He said, there's, there's a face. And so when you meet somebody, 
the first time in person you see their face. So it's first impressions is their face. And so uh, what you think about them, uh, what their face looks like, what you believe about them, it's all seen on the face. That's the first impression. So if we're not representing him well in our face, which is the first thing people see that are supposed to be Christ, supposed to represent him. If that's the first thing they see, it better be clean, holy, pure, right? Because how can you go and tell someone else, you need to get saved, you need Jesus? Why? Why do they need Jesus? You have Jesus and you might even have a big old ministry. But underneath, you're not serving him. You're serving yourself. So how are you going to tell that person they need Jesus and the importance of a walk with Christ, the importance of salvation, the importance of sanctification? You've got to be sanctified. It's a must. If, if you're not doing it, if you're not being sanctified, how are you going to train anyone else to be sanctified? How are you going to disciple them if you're not the example? And so this is what God is saying. My people need to represent me well. They have not. Some of you have, but not all of you. And he said, those who haven't, he said, I have got to have unity in my body. I can't have some parts over here being pride, lust, religion, and haughtiness, and then others over here that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because if a body gets sick with gangrene in the foot, what do y'all got to do? You got to cut off the foot or it infects the whole body. And then the whole body goes bye-bye. And so you need to understand that God's heart, we need to all be on the same page of humility, holiness, purity, Jesus being number one in all things. He has to be the love of our life. He has to be our best friend. He has to be our everything. He, everything has to revolve around him. And that means our purity. That means we don't get to choose what's right and wrong. Jesus chooses and then you obey. But we have to all get in alignment with that. And I know some of you might say, well, that's a really hard word. Nobody can be perfect. God knows we're human. Sheesh. No. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. His grace is sufficient for you. And so what that means is, is grace is not a cover-up. Grace is the power to live pure, humble, and true. It's not a cover-up. When Paul said, my, when, when God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, he wasn't saying, you're covered. Keep sinning. Keep being filthy. It's all good. You're covered in grace. That's not what that means. The grace is the power to not sin. The grace is the power to say no. The grace is the power to look away. It's not so you can keep doing it and then be covered. People have a total wrong idea about what grace is. So when I say his grace is sufficient for you, it means he provides everything you need to stop being filthy to stop deceiving, to stop walking in lust and pride and haughtiness. He gives you everything you need to conquer it. That's what his grace is sufficient for. And we can do all things through him who gives us strength. So what that means is it's not strength to live another day. Yes, that's important too, to live another day so we can survive this terribleness called earth. No, the strength is there so that we can say no, we can keep going, we can follow the cross, we can pick up our cross, we can go. We can pick up our cross and we can follow. His grace is sufficient for you to properly represent him well.
and not be mixed with the lies of the devil or not believe the lies of the devil. And then that keeps you trapped in your humanness, which is not an excuse. And so, whoo. He's creating a body that is unshakable, pure, holy, and clean. And we'll make it about him who can live from the glory realms, who will know that heaven provides all that we need. The victory has already been won. And you have everything you need to quit doing the things that you shouldn't be doing so that you can represent Christ well. And this is a powerful word, you guys. So powerful. I can feel the glory. I cannot quit saying it, you guys, because it's never ending. Um, Let him apply the water and the refreshing. Let him apply the blood. Welcome him to apply those things. And say, God, do what you need to do. I want to represent you well. I want... I don't want to be the gang green part of your body that has to get cut off and exposed and removed. I want to be the part of the body that is healthy, pure, humble, and holy before you, Lord, in all things. And so I think it was 2019, the Lord gave me a times and seasons prophetic word of, of what he was preparing to do in the body of Christ over the next however long season, I believed like 10 years, but it could be a little longer. Um, he said what he's doing in his body is te- he's going to te- need to teach them. They're going to have to learn how to walk in love, to be in unity and have the fear of fear of the Lord. Those three things have got to happen. You've got to fear God. You've got to care what he thinks. You've got to be obedient even when you don't understand and it's not easy. You have to trust that every loss is not a loss. Sometimes a loss is a gain because it makes room for what God really has for you. But see, we've got to get there. The messages are all very clear in the Bible. His grace is sufficient for you. So let's pray. Woo, man. Hope you can keep it together, y'all. You want to lift your hands. I'm about to pray. We're going to welcome him to apply the blood. And to apply the water and the blood. To cleanse our faces so that we can represent the blood that was shed well. What was done for us to represent it well. So that people see the power of the cross, not the filth of a body that's supposed to be his. Amen. So Lord, we just thank you and we praise you. We just honor you. And we ask you, Lord, to apply the water. Give us the strength to stand firm through the cleansing and the refreshing. Refreshing doesn't always come easy, Lord. We know that there's cleansing involved. You're going to apply the soap. There's going to be water. And we say, apply it, Lord. And Lord, we say, apply the blood to your face. And we agree to be your face. Do what you need to do so we represent you well. So that when lost souls see us, They see the power of the cross, not a filthy church with gangrene, but they see a holy, humble, loving, and pure, unified, that fear God, body of Christ. And they can feel welcomed in, Lord, but it starts in us first. So we say, apply the blood to us first so that we can represent you well on the earth. Oh man, Lord, 
We honor you. We love you. We thank you. We would never want to steal the power of the cross. We would not want to downplay the power of the cross and the blood that was shed so that we could be free, not just saved, but free, delivered, removal of demons, living in holiness. It's all provided for us. And Lord, we say, do it. Do what you got to do. We submit to it. We humbly submit to you. And we say, apply the blood, Lord. Woo! Apply the blood. Amen. Apply the blood. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. Do what you need to do so that we can serve you well and we can represent your body so that lost souls will not see filth and disunity and irreverence, but they will see the power of the cross living in blood-bought people who are humble, loving, kind, and they fear God, which means we choose to live right. We consecrate ourselves And we don't tell Jesus what he's going to accept. He tells us what he's going to accept and we obey. That's how that goes. And so, Lord, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. Okay, guys, that was the word. And I hope you enjoyed all the other things I included because I just felt like the Lord was like, Liberty, just get on and talk about these several things people have had questions about. I hope you watched the whole thing. I hope you made it this far. If not, watch you watch part of it and you come back and finish it. But um, also we're in our second day of liquid only fasting. Tomorrow's the third day. Then we go on to 18 days of a partial Daniel fast and a media fast. And why am I doing that? Because it's very easy to just say, I'm going to do a Daniel fast. This is what we always do. We're just going to keep doing it. I don't do fast that way. I ask God What do you want your people to give up? What do I need to give up? What do you want my team to give up? What do you want those who follow my ministry? We're going to have thousands upon thousands of you fasting with us. What do you want them to give up? We could simply say, we're just going to do a Daniel fast, but I want the Holy Spirit to tell me what we're doing. And he said, Liberty, they need to give up social media at night. The endless scrolling. They could fill that time with actually spending time with your spouse, talking to them, enjoying their company. Maybe uh, watch a sermon or a church service together. Maybe read. Feed your spirit instead of scrolling endlessly for hours late at night. So the Lord said, that's a more powerful thing to fast at this moment. This is what he told me than them giving up all the food groups with the Daniel fast. He said, it's actually going to be harder for them to give up the me- the social media. I want them to do the harder thing. So this is why we're doing it the way we're doing it. Because I don't ever just take anything for granted and I'm not religious at all. I'm not going to just keep doing the same thing over and over, hoping for different results. I'm going to ask God, what do you want us to fast and how do you want us to do it? What does your heart want for this fast? And then I obey exactly what he says. And he said, Liberty, I want no food for the first three days. I want to, I want there to be a deep kicking off with no food. Then they can implement food back in, but it's going to be, they're going to give up all the food groups except for basically protein, fruits and vegetables and nuts and rice and beans. Cause that's what falls under the Daniel fast. And no social media at night. And so, um, I love you guys. This is my explanation to why we're doing the fast the way we're doing it. I hope you're doing it with us. Many have contacted us and said that they are doing it with us. um, And they're standing strong. They have not eaten anything. Um, Ideas, bone broth. uh, um, I do uh, the sugar-free vitamin water, bone broth, uh, smart water. Um, I'll still do like a cup of tea in the morning because I drink tea. Um, you can do that or not do that. Do coffee. Don't do coffee. But I recommend not doing a bunch of sugary stuff because the whole point is to 
not that, you know, is to not be doing the fun stuff. So, um, but bone broth is very good. Um, and water and like vitamin water or like whole real juices. And so, um, like healthy juices, not sweet drinks that are fun to drink, but like, you know, pressed juice, fresh juice. And so, um, there's different things you can do, but it has to be no food. Um, I hope you're having an amazing time. I cannot wait to hear all of your stories of all the amazing things that God's going to do and the angelic activity that you're going to have because you're going to welcome it and you're going to activate it and you're not going to think it's weird. You're going to look forward to it. Amen. I look forward to it every night. My expectation is I'm going to get interrupted with five dreams and one angel visit at least. That doesn't happen every night, but I'm just telling telling you. It's an amazing life in the glory realms, you guys. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to hit it right before it's an hour. I love you guys. I'll see you in Cali, Fornia, in Long Beach. I'll talk to you later. Bye.